Hi, everyone. Welcome to the By the Laces podcast. My name is Bilal Malik, and this is my co-host, Trenton Cito. How are you, Trenton? Fantastic and excited for the draft. Of course, we're not going to be covering the draft in this episode, but we'll be doing uh, some more free agency news and off-season news as well. But uh, how are you doing, Bilal? I'm doing really good. I mean, it's been a while since we got together to do a show. I mean, that's just what happens when life gets in the way and it's hard to line up schedules but i'm glad uh brandon trying to get back to our normal routine of doing a weekly show and like you said we'll be back next week to try and preview the nfl draft before that starts off but in the meantime we have some things to catch up on so let's get on with it the nfl owners have um passed a new rule which has allowed for the expanding of certain jersey uh, players to select almost whatever jersey number they want now. Um, For example, quarterbacks, punters, and kickers can wear numbers 1 through 19. No restrictions. Defensive backs, 1 through 49. Running backs, tight ends, wide receivers can pick anywhere from 1 through 49, 80 to 89. Offensive linemen, 50 to 79. Defensive linemen, 50 to 79 and 90 to 99. Linebackers, get a lot of this one, Trent. Linebackers can pick anywhere from 1 to 59 and 90 to 99. Imagine seeing Roquan Smith in the middle of the Bears defense with number two. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Um, it'd take a little getting used to, I think. What do you what do you think about this? Because when you look at it here, like like we just gave the example of Roquan Smith, the Bears linebacker, I believe his number is fifty, I think, currently. Uh, or, or it's 50, in the fifty-eight, 50s. something like that. Fifty-eight, in, I think it might be. Might be, but that has that number. Just the number has some like intimidating factor to it. <laughs> like when you see like. Akeem Hicks with 96. That's a big number. And it just looks right. It fits. Yeah. When you see like a linebacker with like number two or three, it's like, this doesn't fit. This doesn't look intimidating. I know it's just a thing I'm messing around here with, but like you get that feel. Like this position deserves this number. And it's yeah. Like, it's different. It's more, it's more like, how they do it in college. I mean, you know, in college they have the players wearing, you know, whatever numbers. I think some of the teams have it where it's like, you know, their best players wear the the lower numbers. So you might have your star edge rusher wearing number one or something, you know. So it's uh it's it's gonna be a little more similar to that. But I mean if college can pull it off, the NFL can do it too. Which, uh, which brings us to our next point here. <laughs> um, good old Tom Brady has said that it is a very dumb rule to allow all these uniform number changes. And his quote here is, good luck trying to block the right people now. Going to make for a lot of bad football. What are your thoughts on this? I don't get where he's going with this. I mean... Don't get me wrong, Tom Brady's the best player to ever play the game, but 
this one tank here, it's probably unnecessary. And like you said, it's going to be an adjustment period too. Like we're, it's going to be weird seeing such different numbers on the field. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to know what position they're playing. Everyone's going to know who to block on what position. I don't think people are really concerned about the number that their opponent is wearing on the field. So, yeah, it's just one of those takes. It's April right now. There's not much going on. Things like this come out. I mean, what what's Brady going to do? He's going to stand in the pocket. He's going to see, you know, a linebacker rushing him that's wearing number two. Is he just going to stand there and look at the linebacker and be like, oh, that's weird. I wonder why he's on the field and just get leveled by him? He's going to be – he's wearing number 12 anyway. His brand is secure. TB12 is, <laughs> isn't going anywhere. So, the brand and the person. So, nothing to worry about here. Maybe I'll make the switch to two, and it'll be TB2. <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of copyrights involved in there, and oh, that's they're going to have to be changed. So Yeah, too much of a pain. Yeah, too I much. get it. All right, well, speaking of star quarterbacks, the Chiefs have finally found another offensive tackle to protect theirs. Now they have traded for offensive tackle Orlando Brown uh, from the Ravens, and they did this by trading away – this year's first rounder, which is the 31st overall, a third rounder, and a fourth rounder, as well as next year's fifth rounder. And that's a lot of uh, draft picks to trade away for a offensive tackle. I mean, it's a starting offensive tackle. Orlando Brown, he's pretty good. So, you know, do you think it's worth it? I think the Chiefs – I have to do everything I can to protect my homes. I mean, you saw them back in the Super Bowl. I mean, there was no protection there. The Bucks came after them. And, uh, from every direction, Mahomes was literally running backwards for his life. And that, that, that was just one game on our national setting. I mean, I don't think the entire – the part of the – if they didn't have a quarterback that could move like Mahomes, there would be a lot more issues with the Chiefs. But it's because Mahomes' athleticism and ability can mask those issues. We didn't notice it until it was put on, until he couldn't do that. And we saw it on the largest stage, which was the Super Bowl. So I think this is just another step in that direction. They paid what they felt they had to pay to get that player. So, yeah. And they still did get some draft picks in return because the Ravens traded away, of course, Orlando Brown, but also traded away. This year's second rounder and next year's sixth rounder. So the Chiefs do get a little bit back in return. Yeah. And um, so moving on here, we had a kind of a surprise retirement take place with Alex Smith, who was the reigning NFL comeback player of the year, announced his retirement from football. Yeah, Which... former number one overall pick. 16 years. And what a remarkable career this guy had. Yeah, he's he's always going to be known for being the guy before Mahomes and even, you know, afterwards now because of his his injury that nobody thought he was coming back from and to be able to come back, lead the team into the playoffs win NFL comeback player of the year. You know, we said it before on this podcast that this award 
should probably be named after him. Definitely. Definitely. It should. And if there isn't, I mean, he's the one who's the most deserving to have this renamed. But um, just look where his career came from, though. He first overall pick, like you said, but he didn't really have that much success early on in San Francisco. He was on some bad teams. But then along comes Jim Harbaugh, and they go all the way to the NFC Championship game at home, which they lose to the Giants, who go to win the Super Bowl. But it's like the next year they come back and playing well, playing well until he gets concussed. And then he has to um, vacate. I mean, not vacate. He's replaced by Colin Kaepernick and gets sent over to the Chiefs. He goes to the Chiefs. What does he do? He picks off right where he left off. He he kept winning games. And I think they made it to the playoffs, I believe, if not almost almost every time, every year that he was there. Yeah. And then Mahomes comes along and he moves over to Washington. And in Washington, he was also performing pretty well. I believe when he got hurt in 2018, they were seven and three, if I'm not mistaken. Something like he that. He gets hurt. He gets hurt. That season collapses on itself. And and then he comes back and he leads this current Washington team who was not playing that well, but he still led them to the playoffs. So it's just, he's, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players of the last decade, two decades, maybe all time. How do I know? But yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you never see him. You never saw him complain. You never really? heard anything bad about him. No one, all the teammates who he's playing for, all the coaches he's played for, have always had good things to say about him. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. We had a, another big quarterback move. It's Sam Darnold, who was once the number three overall has been traded to the Panthers. In return, the Jets got a sixth-round pick from this year and a second and fourth-round pick for next year. And so far, the Panthers have not decided if they want to exercise his fifth-year option. They have until May 3rd, which is going to be after the draft, and the Panthers have the number eight overall pick. So... Yeah, um, looking back at this trade when it happened, this was one of the more surprising trades because you would all thought that uh, Darnold would basically be released or maybe have one more year with New York because a new head coach with Robert Sala, the Adam Gase experiment didn't really work. And there were signs where Darnold was good, but there were also many moments where he wasn't. And, New York was just not a good fit for him. And, but to see him go to Carolina is an interesting situation because they had Teddy Bridgewater. And their season did not go to plan. But Bridgewater is still a fairly decent quarterback. I mean, just go back to when he took over for Drew Brees a couple of years ago. I think he went 6-0 and in his six starts that he played in. So it's like, is there going to be a quarterback competition going on in Carolina? And, it's, and if they do choose the fifth-year option, that means he'll be here for another 
this year and the following year. And if you pick some, if you trade for someone who's in his last year of his, who's technically in his last year of his contract, and you have the option to pick it up, wouldn't you have made that decision kind of already? Because what are you going to get with him until May 3rd? He's not like he's ever played for you before. He's never practiced for you before. He's never done anything with you before. Everything you're deciding on is based off of what he would have done in New York. And you must have liked something that he did in New York because you wouldn't have even traded for him. So I don't get what the wait for May 3rd is, if yeah. that all makes sense. Yeah. Um, I honestly feel like Bridgewater is not going to be on the Panthers when the season starts. I mean, I think he's going to be sent off somewhere, traded away. I mean, if they made this move in order to get Darno, they gave up so much in order to get him there. I don't think, I don't see them keeping Bridgewater, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. How I just don't goes. get the, I just don't get the idea of waiting another week or a week and a half roughly because it's like, like you just said, they gave up all this stuff to get the guy. So now we're just going to decide, Oh, this could be just a one year experiment here. And, uh, Return if it works out, it works out. Doesn't work out, eh, we'll just move on next year. I mean, there had to be a reason they did all this, and if they weren't confident in him at the time, then why do this? But that's why you and I are not sitting in the NFL front office. Moving on to more exciting news, actually, Trenton is that the NFL schedule has increased by one game to 17 games now before we were always accustomed to the 16 game NFL season and it it's more football for us and but it is also on the downside uh, more football for the players to be playing which means more uh, possibility for injuries but they have replaced one of the preseason games. So a benefit here is that the one of the, the most meaningless of preseason games has been uh, removed, which in all likelihood, I believe that'll go down to which that designation now we move to the third game, which traditionally was the dress rehearsal. So which probably is going to be the second game now. Everything, it's a domino effect now because the season has been extended from um it was originally going to be, I think, February 6th Super Bowl, and now it'll be February 13th. So just another week you have to add to your calendars. Yeah, uh, like you said, more football and additionally more income for those teams and and for the players as well. I mean, they're they're getting sure of it too. But uh, my thought is that one extra game means all of the current or almost all of the current NFL records are going to be thrown out because, you know, there's yeah, going to be yeah. so many, so many new ones. I mean, the, the, the schedule hasn't changed since 1978. And, this, and back then I went from 14 to 16. So just imagine what... 
How many touchdowns does Patrick Mahomes throw a game? Four, let's say. You give him one more game to add on to whatever he's at. It could be at 60. I'm just hypothetically speaking. He can be at 60 touchdowns. And the yardage and stuff. So uh, going on that, actually, sidetrack here. Is it fair to compare records now? Because no. they are not playing the same time? No, it's going to be so hard, I think. I mean, even even the records from, like, you know, Dan Marino's time, you know? I mean, it was just such a different game then than it is now. And Yeah, and they weren't throwing the ball back, that much back then. Right. Now it's like they're throwing it all the time, so... I mean, I mean, people are going to be comparing records anyway, so it's like, it doesn't honestly matter. But yeah. just for fairness sake. I think there's going to be a lot more 2,000-yard rushers coming out of it now. It's going to be... Maybe not 2,000-yard not rushing because getting that close on its own is hard, but you'd see more 1,800, 18, 1,000... 1800, uh, 1850, stuff like that. Like close, cool. like that, that, that close. Because I don't see, yeah, 2000 on its own is, was hard. You didn't see, it wasn't like people were that close. It was a very rare occurrence when they were even in the range of a 2000 yard season. But the likelihood that that record gets broken now goes up. Because of another game. Right. Yeah. We shall see. It'll be a lot of of football to watch. uh, A lot of football to discuss. Yeah. All right. Uh, In recent news, the Raiders caught a lot of flack for putting up a tweet on social media. And it is just... The phrase, I can breathe. What does this mean to you, Blau? Well, this is the reference to the George Floyd situation that took place last May when he said, he, I can't breathe. And then we got to give a little context here. Um, earlier this week, they had the, the, the conclusion of the uh, Derek Chauvin trial who was the police officer who killed George Floyd in the Minnesota police officer who killed George Floyd. And he was guilty on all three charges and sent away to prison to await his sentencing, which is going to happen sometime in June. But uh, the Raiders, when I first saw this tweet, I was confused by it. And I didn't know if it was the right thing for them to post. But then again, that was just my opinion. But then you go on social media and social media can be a very, very toxic place. And there was a lot of, like you said, there was a lot of um, backlash coming to this tweet. And people are asking them to take it down, do this, do that. But the tweet stayed up for a long time. And then we find out that the family of George Floyd um, was happy. They wanted to express their gratitude to the Raiders and 
Mark Davis for their support. And if the family of them, uh, George Floyd, was not opposed to this, then I don't think I have a right to have any comment. And I mean, I didn't get I didn't get it in the moment, but when you understand the situation in its entirety, of people coming together. Um, I want to read one quote here of George Floyd's brother, uh, Philonis Floyd. He said, uh, now more than ever, we must come together as one and continue on in this fight. For the first time in almost a year, our family has taken a breath. And I know that goes for so many, for so many across the nation and globe as well. Let's take this breath together in honor of my big brother who couldn't. Let's do it for George. And when you take it in that context, it makes complete sense. So, Raiders for sticking to what they felt was right. Yeah, and even when Mark Davis was having all of that backlash, he didn't take it down. So it's good for him for for standing by it. They knew what they were doing before we knew what they before before uh, we understood it. At least I did, and good for them. Um, COVID, Trenton. It's the still reason thing. you and I are you and I are still at home. <laughs> we have not been back in the studio since when was it? I think it was March of last year, almost. And I mean, things are looking better. Vaccines are getting distributed to people. Have you gotten your vaccine? I have got my first one. So have I. I got my vaccine. Have my second dose scheduled in a couple of weeks. And the the goal right now, Trenton, is to get as many people out there to get vaccinated. Anyone who's eligible, just go get it because we all want life to go back to normal. You and I want to go back to the studio. We want to interact with people. We want to do things. We want to get back to as normal of a life as we can. I mean, we've we've done well as best as we can, but there have been some people during this pandemic who've just not been able to we've been going through some really really tough times and the whole point here is we want people to get vaccinated as soon as possible when it's available to them which is now actually everyone over the age of 16 long story short Marshawn Lynch great Seattle Seahawks running back teamed up with uh, Dr. Fauci who everyone who's been paying attention to the news I'm assuming knows who Dr. Fauci is, the head of the National Institute of Health, who's been a big um, big component of getting this whole vaccination process and COVID situation under control. So they teamed up to just discuss the, the vaccine because they want people to, and the thing about this is that Marshawn Lynch is such an influential person in the NFL and society in general that this was such a smart decision to team up with him. And the more you can do this, the better. We need people who have the influence to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, you know, he's going to be injecting a lot of, a lot of humor and he's also, he can get pretty deep as well. I mean, I remember there is one press conference that he did a while ago it's not the one in which he told reporters absolutely nothing. I'm not talking about that press conference. 
Uh, I'm talking about the one where he was sending out a message to other players. Is uh, the one he referred to like chicken? Uh, where he wanted people to protect themselves, save their money. Yeah, there we um, go. That one. Make sure they have enough because people you you don't people don't realize this. A lot of NFL players they don't end up being like Marshawn Lynch. They retire after four years, roughly. And even if you are like Marshawn Lynch, Lynch played at a position, the running back position, which is a really brutal position. So it's like you don't play that long. So it's like save your money because when you get out, you still have your life to live. Right. You're usually out at 30, 30 something. So yeah. save your so money, it's... protect yourself. Yeah, so it's it's good that they were able to get Marshawn Lynch to to talk on this topic as well because he's definitely somebody that I think a lot of players and like you said, just every many other people just look up to for advice. His entire purpose of this video in the faculty was just to bring education. Um, because people just want to know. I mean, I made my mind up long ago that I'm like, as soon as I'm eligible, I'm going to get the vaccine. Because I'm like, I want it. I want to get myself back to normal. But you look at it here, and Fauci mentions this in the video that African Americans were more, more um, susceptible to COVID. And when they got COVID, they got really bad versions of the disease compared to uh, white people, let's just say. And it's like, and minorities in general have been uh, affected in a very bad way. So it's like they become hesitant to get the vaccine because they don't want to harm themselves instead of benefit. So just educating people on why they should get the vaccine is just another way to get society back to normal. And the more people do this who have this platform. And the thing that Lynch also mentions is that he's not forcing anyone to do anything. He just wants to present to you all the information so that you are well aware of the decision you want to make for yourself. And I encourage anyone to uh, check this video out. It has the Marston Lynch humor with a lot of informational material. All right. Bilal, do you know what you can do when you are fully vaccinated? Can I give anyone a hug? Indeed, you can. And Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, will be giving exactly 13 people hugs at the draft because there are 13 prospects who are expected to be in Cleveland in person for the draft. So, Bilal, once you are fully vaccinated, you may hug a 350-pound lineman. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, you saw this last year, too, like. The draft last year was good. It was a good TV production, but Goodell was in his basement, so he tried hugging, like, pretend hugging the screen. <laughs> it's it's a tradition to get up on the stage, meet the commissioner, hold your jersey up, and, and having this when the draft is in Cleveland next week in person is going to just, again, bring back a sense of normalcy for a few hours. Next week, we can just sit back and watch the draft. And it's always funny when the big lineman comes up and just picks the commissioner up. And it's like, 
So, I mean, it's just a, it's a tradition that uh, we missed last year. And it'll be interesting to see what happens now. Yeah. Do you think they have to sign a waiver when they attend the draft? Like, be be gentle with the commissioner? <laughs> there might be a waiver, but do you really think they're going to care about that if it's the happiest day of their life? Probably. True. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna do what they want to do. Yeah. As, as long as they don't toss the commissioner off the stage. I think they that should would be, be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> then we have another issue to deal with. <laughs> That's true. Closing out here with the uh, the newest section here. So we're starting off here with uh, off-season program is starting up soon. And again, we're still in COVID times. We're still in pandemic times. Teams are teams are incentivizing vaccines. Teams are doing all they can. To prepare they learned from last year but this year some teams are still um adjusting the following protocols and things so there are a lot of teams right now that are actually dropping out of the voluntary offseason workouts which honestly if you if you look at it right now if you don't have to be there i don't blame them at the time we'll get back to things next year we'll get back to full gyms, full facilities, and hopefully by the time the season starts, we're in a much better place where we are, don't have to do these things again. But uh, yeah. right now, they're just it's voluntary, so why not? So far, 12 of the... or No, not 12. 21. <laughs> got, got the two numbers right, just not in the right order. 21 of the 32 teams. Math, uh, math. Yeah. Uh, have had players who said that they will not be participating in the voluntary offseason workouts. So it's it's a pretty sizable number. I mean, the players are probably working out on their own too. So it's not like they're going to be coming in and sitting on the couch for five months. Yeah. I mean, they already have a year of experience of doing that. So, I mean, last year too, it was a very... Last year, it was more as-you-go type of thing, making it up as you go, but we have a year's experience, and most people are getting vaccinated again. The whole point is to get people to be vaccinated so that restrictions can be loosened up. So, it'll be good. Yep. All, All right. right. We have some Bears news to do, and uh, let's, uh, let's take it away. Yeah, uh, first we're going to start it off with something that's very sad, and that is that yeah. Steve McMichael, the Bears defensive tackle from 1981 to 1993, has revealed that he has ALS. Yeah. This is a uh, I mean, this is just a sad story in general. ALS is a ALS is a brutal disease, man. You look at the people who have gone through it in life and sports. Also, you think of um, Steve Gleason of the New Orleans Saints, and his story has probably been pretty um, just out there. And uh, he's bringing a lot of awareness to it. Um, more people probably know him because of his 
activism for the um, for finding a cure than his actual playing days. But like the Steve McMichael story, I mean, we didn't watch him play because we weren't alive too. But he played for the Bears from 1981 to 93, part of the '85 Bears, and has the Bears' record of 191 consecutive games played. And you just think of a guy like that, like the like an Iron Man, and now he's been diagnosed with this terrible disease. You just, according to the Chicago Tribune, I mean, he was once six two, two hundred seventy pounds, and now he's lost about sixty to seventy pounds and can't even raise his arms or hold anything in his hands and most likely they say he's going to be in a wheelchair soon so it's um it's unfortunate and there's nothing you can do about it yeah and especially you know just for anybody it's it's a horrible disease but i think especially for him being an athlete somebody who's you know, who's done a lot of things with their body to, you know, be able to play sports and such. It's definitely hard. But Yeah, and just someone who has been just out there with the Bears and society, the city. Yeah, such a big character. You, You just hate for things to happen to such good people like this, so... Yeah. We're right. hope uh, hoping the hoping the best and prayers for him and his the way he's uh, yeah, just the way he's gonna have to fight this battle. Indeed. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Well we'll leave it at that. Uh continuing on, the beers have made some more signing news uh first off they signed former chiefs running back damian williams to a one-year deal who sat out this year or last year because of COVID 19 so he's uh he's definitely an experienced player and he brings another dimension to a running backs room that had been missing just something i mean Tariq cohen was injured last year he yeah injured early too he got yeah. injured early it was like montgomery two, montgomery and i think ryan Null were the basically the only running backs that they were going with so montgomery needs that complimentary player like mm-hmm. he needs someone who can help him in situations who can give him a rest who can still be a powerhouse and i think this is a good good move and he's been healthy for a year like Williams I mean he sat out for a year right so he he did not expose his body to the unnecessary punishment that comes along with being an NFL running back so and his last game that he played in was the Super Bowl when the Chiefs won uh, in in, uh, in 20 against the uh, 49ers in the 2019 season. So 
I think uh, I think it'll go it'll go well. And uh, you go you move him, put him in with a, a Matt Nagy system, which comes in from the Chiefs. So it's like it's not like it's a brand new system to learn. If that makes any sense, it's like you know what type of player you're getting and how he can fit because he's done that fit before. So we'll just yeah. see where this moves on and hopefully this helps out the Bears running back room. Yep. Uh, adding another offensive weapon. The Bears have also signed Marquise Goodwin, former Bills wide receiver, former 49ers wide receiver. Uh, Goodwin is 30 years old. He's appeared in 75 games. He started 40 times. He's caught quite a few touchdowns. He's a very fast player. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, stands out to me is the speed. I mean, the Bears have not had a guy with speed since probably Devin Hester. And Devin Hester's speed was like, it was like you let that guy go to another level. And he's not, you're not catching him. And if you have a guy who can stretch the field that fast and that well and that productive, it can change things for an offense, which is things that we've been lacking. And it takes, it just adds another dimension to receiving where you don't always have to rely on Allen Robinson all the time. It provides opportunities where you could run the jet sweep, hand it over in the backfield to him. And it's honestly a replacement for Cordero Patterson, which I enjoyed, but we didn't resign him. So it's like, okay, next best option we can get is him. And he opted out for COVID last year. So again, he's been, he's been fresh, if you want to put it that way. He didn't take the unnecessary hits that he would have if he played last year. So... Yeah. And um, I believe he has some Olympic history, Trenton. Indeed. A little fun fact for you, Bilal. He competed for the U.S. in the 2012 Summer Olympics as a long jumper. And actually, very recently, in the last month or so, he competed in long jump for the first time since 2016. And his jump in that event, was actually a Olympic qualifying mark and the fourth longest in the world this year. So he's still got it. And I think we can find a good use for that on our team. <laughs> I think uh, I think that does it for us here. You have anything else to add? No, I think that's it. This was a good show. I think we'll get back into the swing of things. We were supposed to this a while ago but as we said in the beginning life gets in the way and scheduling and things but it's good to be back good to be talking to you yeah Um, it's good to be talking football with you too Bilal yeah so thank you all for listening to the by the latest podcast we'll be back uh, next week with our pre-draft episode and don't forget to follow us at Bill Malik 15 and Trent underscore Cito Please stay safe and wear wear a mask and get vaccinated. And hug your local lineman.